from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is the Relevant Podcast. I want to drive an open road. Can we go out tonight? And if it goes, let's make a monument for I love, I love, I love, I love. Let's make a monument for I love, I love, I love. It's the week of Friday, September 18th, 2015, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Coffolds. Hi, Cameron. So good to see you. <laughs> you're, Hi. You're very happy today. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Jeremiah Dunlap. Great to be here. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And all the way from Portland, Oregon, Joy Egrich. Present. This week's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Uh, we have built many uh, sites uh, using Squarespace. I'm in mm-hmm. the middle of a, of a little personal project on Squarespace right now. Can I was you, on Squarespace last night. Can you tell us what it is? is no, it, I can't. Is it Strange Strang Thoughts with Cameron Strang? <laughs> <laughs> Strangthoughts.com. That's actually not a bad idea. Except I don't have good thoughts. Buy that, buy that right now. <laughs> Do you really... think it could work for a wedding website as opposed to like going with Wedding Wire? Or yes. yes. A thousand percent it yes. It should work with I a wedding website. It. I used it for our wedding website. Use Squarespace. Really? Squarespace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And yep. I can get the relevant discount? Yeah, yeah. actually. There you go. Uh, with Squarespace, sites look professionally designed regardless of skill level. No coding is required. I bet Joy could even do it. It's trusted <laughs> by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. Plans start at just eight bucks a month and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. You can start a free trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Yeah, that's what you should do, Joy, is you get the first, you, you can get a domain name because that looks baller, right? Because you can put that on invitations instead yeah, of like, like wedding.com forward slash sites yeah. forward well, we're slash. We're actually not doing invitations. We're just oh. doing emails with a video. Oh, I love it. And to to get physical addresses of, from people, like I'd rather pull my fingernails out. <laughs> yeah. Why not? It makes total sense, but now it'll have like a cool website domain. Link. Yeah, yeah. totally. So Wait, but pro. so is it it's free or it's ten percent off? I'm so, confused. So you can oh. start a free trial, no credit card required. You go, you you like just kind of create an account and you're building your site, you're just building it. But it's not live. If you like what you built and you want to take it live, then you mm-hmm. purchase a plan and it's eight bu- starts at eight bucks a month. But that's a cool thing, is like you mess around with it for like an hour and see if it's actually gonna do what you need it to do, yep. which it totally will. Yeah. And then you're like, Okay, I'll buy this. Yeah, it's, and then at the point of buying, sticking uh, relevant you get 10% off. But then you do get a domain with when you purchase it, you can like get a don- domain. So I don't yeah. know what your domain will be, but probably... Uh, Maybe that could be the question of the week. What domain should Joy <laughs> have? Yeah, that's a great <laughs> <for> <laughs> wedding. You should, Joy, you should buy Strang Thoughts for strange your wedding. Thoughts. <laughs> exactly. Strange, strange Thoughts. sell it strange, back to Cameron for strange, double the price. Didn't someone, didn't someone suggest that you start a website called Strang Theory at one point, Cameron, <laughs> oh, which is run. basically the same concept. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, well, it was the, I think it was the episode where I told when I lived in Nashville, whenever I would go and like put my name on a Cracker Barrel or whatever, they would always write down S T R I N G. 
Because when you say strang in Tennessee, they think you're uh, saying, uh, saying string. Yeah, and if you say the word string, they don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, they write it with an E or something. Like, they don't what? even know. What is this word? What is this King's English? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, joyfindsalover.com. That's what it should be. It should be so- finally. <laughs> joy- yeah, but just finally.com. I, I just checked. That's taken. Do not go there. Dude, absolutely. <laughs> Can go- you try to get a .gov or something? Finally, <laughs> finally.biz. Finally.biz. <laughs> I like it. I uh, I am. Uh, I did you notice? I was. I had a more energy in my voice this week than yes. last week. Yes. Last week. Why is that? I listened to the show and I was very somber. Mm-hmm. And you know what I realized? It was because I did my normal like happy like intro, and then I read it's the week of September 11th. Yeah. Oh, okay. let's do that one again. And, and also, yeah. a lot of people know this. You watched Marley and Me right before the podcast started. <laughs> Always. Spoiler alert: Marley didn't make it, and it's hard to record after something like that. Dude, I watched recover. I watched Marley and Me on an airplane for the first time. Like they were showing wreck you, man. They I, were showing it on the you know like like everybody really? has to watch like one screen, and uh, and so yeah, I'm. I'm I'm there. I'm on an aisle seat, like on row two, right? And and I mean, and, and everybody else is kind of asleep. It was a weird, you know, time. You know, they were showing it, and, uh, and I'm on aisle two, aisle seat, row two, watching this thing. And it gets to the end. I am a blubbering mess, like just I trying to quietly cry. And people are standing there waiting for the lavatory, and like turned around and kind of like you know because they're waiting awkwardly, and they're standing right there just watching me, like you know. Yeah. Like, and were was, you just yelling like, "Who's chopping onions in the airplane?" Seriously. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you chop onions in a closed space like this? Oh man! When was did you watch Marley and Me? On it, a plane? Was, it was a few years ago. Oh, I was like, what? But what it wasn't era? like a new release. I mean, there was just like a random like throwback. Let's make everybody sad on the plane. I got to tell you, I missed the airplane days when they just showed one movie because yeah. now it's like you can watch a thousand movies and you're like, yeah, that one's a little. I don't want to watch that one. Whereas on an airplane, when they just showed one movie, you're just grateful for whatever they show. It was it was how my dad stayed in touch with pop culture. Like he would be like, oh yeah, I saw that movie. You know, it was but, on but wasn't ride. it kind of refreshing that at least with when when they only showed one movie and not everyone had like their little personal entertainment bank. You know, like yeah. you still had that shared experience. Right. Like even if everyone had their headphones in, you could look down the aisle and like glance at the person who was having the same emotional reaction right. and glance up at the screen and be like, it got me too, man. It got right. me too. The whole plane is laughing at the same time, you know. Let's now go. In the, with all the options though, if I'm like too cheap to buy a movie, I just spend the whole flight watching all the free previews and then it's kind of like a movie. No, you don't. No, oh, I do. Don't. I love previews. That's like putty style. Just stare, staring. Just staring ahead. Like, <laughs> no? I am always impressed <laughs> by people like when you get onto an international flight and like some guy just walks on the plane with nothing I, like, I just yeah. no oh, bag yeah. how do you well, do when that I see, when i see someone che- go on to like a long flight with nothing yeah, except nothing. for the clothes they're wearing you know what i think because i've locked i've watched a lot I, probably every episode of locked up abroad yeah, have you guys ever seen that show in my mind i go in my mind drug mule He's drug, a drug mule. mule he is loaded he is loaded with oh, yeah. illicit things right now. He's not going to the bathroom that, at all. That jacket trip. that he's wearing is just lined with just <laughs> question drugs. Air marshals are they a real thing on all flights, or are they not just all flights? So. I don't know. Are they on all flights? Second, qu- second question: flights. What do they, do they? Are they allowed to watch movies and just kind of like hang out, or are they having to like you know survey the plane at all times? Hmm. I don't think we can ever know. That's a really interesting yeah, question. Yeah, I, th- I feel like that's like like code among air marshals. Like they never reveal. But I feel like if they are watching a movie, they're only half watching it. 
Yeah, exactly. they're, they're yeah. like if they're the Marley and me comes on, he's not <laughs> blubbering idiot. He's just kind of like no. one little one little tear at the bottom of one eye. Yeah. <laughs> They have yeah. those glasses with the little mirrors on the sides. Oh, those you know are... what I'm talking about? Oh, I do. I always wanted those. So if you see someone standing, sitting perfectly still with like, like not looking directly at the screen, you know he's an air marshal spying on you. I'll tell exactly. you though, when I had those glasses though, as a little kid, because I had such a big oh, head, yeah, I would see my ears. <laughs> uh, because there's little mirrors on the side, I would just see my own head. Wait, were you, was it like you had the ones that had the... Yeah, what? it's like you, they'd be like normal glasses, but right. then like on the far edges of the lens, there would be little mirrors. Like little could, rear view mirrors. They did you, right. did you buy yeah, them out yeah. of like the fake classifieds in the back yeah. of Boy's Life? Yeah. Boy's Life. It yeah. was, yeah, yeah, there was like a, ma- it's like a magic kit or something like that. I don't remember exactly Spy the origin kit, of purchase, but the back of Boy's Life magazine ruled. There was always like yeah. hover cars and things that you could buy. It what? was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah they they were, class that was of, the only reason I, I continued my subscription to Boys Life after to this abandoning day. the Boy Scouts after one meeting was yeah. because I would go, I would tear out the, the worthless, yeah. you know, 90% and just keep the classifieds where they would sell like real, like, you know, snakes in boxes and what? things yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Everything, everything that a little boy would ever think is awesome, they would have in a classified ad that you would then go tell your mom. You're like, seriously, this is all I need to learn how to do magic <laughs> like a pro. This is all I need. Like, I'm going to make a car, and all I have to do is provide two vacuum motors I, to do I, a hover car. I never got Boy's Life, but any commercial that came on, I was like that with my oh, parents, yeah. oh, any yeah. commercial. And then, like, when it came time for, like, Christmas lists and stuff like that, I would get, you know, it was back in the day with the super thick catalogs. Yeah. I would go through it i would oh, be yeah. ranking prioritizing oh, doing yeah. you know, all this stuff <laughs> finally to the point that my mom would in, in, end up just giving me a budget like give me a list for like two hundred dollars and so i had like 10 different options of lists that all equaled the budget you know like i i just wow. so you've always a, been you it was a very big yeah. <laughs> deal to maximize the the gift giving opportunity well what goes around comes around because my kid is turning six. Oh yeah and any commercial that comes on tv Dad, Seriously. I have to have this because it's da, 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 it's the coolest thing ever, and I'm like, oh no, like it's 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 beginning. Yeah, you know yeah. what was no. the most disappointing commercial to reality toy what? was Crossfire. Oh, oh absolutely. Right. In the commercial, you get caught and up we in may have talked about this In the commercial, there are two kids in the sweetest leather jackets you've ever seen. Like if you were to wear those leather jackets today, they'd yeah. be dope. It's like Tyler and Huckabee they- cool. <laughs> yeah, they're sitting across from each other in some sort of like Armageddon cage match. F-14s yeah. are flying overhead. Yeah. And they're both sweating profusely. Yeah. They're playing the board game, or I guess it's sort of a board game, Crossfire, where yeah. you shoot these little ball bearings across the board. Here it's it like is. Air Here high. it is. Let's fire. Listen, wait for the song to come in. Crossfire. I mean, it is like Armageddon. You seriously? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then, like, sma- smash cut to me sitting in Johnny Lee's house next to an Ozzy Smith poster playing this, and it's like, oh, this is the dumbest thing. It, it breaks It breaks the second time you play it. It's, it's basically yeah. rolling little metal ball It's basically Hungry Hungry Hippos. It is Hungry Hungry Hippos. 
right in your friends in your friend's house. No, I'm again. You're, you're picturing you're picturing Blade Runner the movie like the commercial. Like they got Ridley Scott to direct that right awesome commercial. It is it it literally is every 80s action movie distilled into a 30 second commercial of two sweaty kids on leather jackets playing Crossfire. Crossfire. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we have a great show in store for you today. Uh, coming up later, we talk to uh, the band Atlas Genius. They tell us uh, about uh, their new their new album, Inanimate Objects. And also, Brad Lominick joins us uh, to talk about his new book on leadership, which is uh, great. It's good. I've checked it out. I like. Brad's I, a great I, guy. I love this podcast. I was I was in uh, Montana with Brad a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were we were fishing and stuff. Your strange Montana adventure continues to unfold. Yeah, we, yeah. we get one more little detail as the weeks go on. Yeah, dun, little breadcrumbs. <laughs> little breadcrumbs. That's actually how we got out of the forest one day. Um, <laughs> all right. So, okay, it's September. Big changes in the air. Oh, yeah. You know, things are getting cooler. And with that, football. Football Ooh. has started. Sports. Right. Sports it's, it's, it's the best time of year, in my opinion, for sport. I mean, you got the ba- you got football coming. Yep. Uh, basketball training camp starting in a few weeks. You got, you know, yep. college football, NFL. Just, just the end of soccer. We're moving into, like, playoffs. Playoffs of MLS, yeah. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that in there, but continue. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, I mean, the sweet spot, October, November, December. I mean, that's just the prime time. And, uh, you know, we have somebody here on staff that is an expert when it comes to all things sports. And uh, I, I thought we'd invite her on to give us some oh. tips on how to make the most of the new, you know, the, the, the very young football season. The football's here, and uh, to make the most of the new football season, uh, we're bringing in Tiffany Brunson to give us yes. some tips on how to make the most of it. It's time for... Oh, no. Sports tips with Tiffany. Where are my Welcome. sports fans at? Hello. <laughs> Speaking of getting cooler, there I am. That was Anybody <laughs> that knows me knows I am a sports nut. Mostly. I can't get enough of the stuff. My AIM screen name was Sports Lover 317 <laughs> all through high school. Little boy All lover. through high school. I love sports. So, so you're here. Football just kicked off. Uh, college football, no, NFL. We're, we're like one, two weeks in now. Yeah, uh, I knew that. And, yep. and some people aren't making the most of the football season. Right. So, so you've, you've brought, you're bringing us tips on how to I make the most. I have some tips on how to really, really just nail you are about to say crank season. it to 11 weren't you crank it to sports oh crank to 11.com that could be your website that Ooh. might be really nice <laughs> so I have some tips on how to make the best time ever of your sports season this is so are I, you I ready? cannot wait to hear these okay right. so first how to pick your fantasy football team yeah so when assembling your dream team <laughs> yeah you really want to start by filling in those major positions first. Uh-huh. Quarterback, right, okay. running man, yep. full, all the way back guy. <laughs> and then you want to just fill in the rest with the least important ones like right. coach and towel boy. Yeah. yeah so yeah. when you're picking out your fantasy football players, you want to, when in doubt, pick the ones with the best mascots, preferably if there's some kind of mythical creature like a knight or a dragon rather than like... What? I'm pretty sure knights weren't mythical. (laughs) Agree to disagree. (laughs) Just use your common sense. Use your common sense when picking your fantasy football uh, football guys. So thank you. With that in mind, how do you incorporate color? How's that involved? Oh, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So um, when you're picking out your actual (laughs) favorite teams, because Mm -hmm. football isn't just fantasy, right? No, it's real. Real life. There's a real field. There's some real guys running around. This isn't Harry Potter. Yeah, this isn't Harry Potter land. Yeah, right. This is real life. 
Right. And we've got Supposedly. a big green field to, to go and, and play on. Unless you're in Boise State and it's yeah. blue. Then it's blue, but I knew that already. Yeah. <laughs> so by, by the way, real quick, did you hear, someone told me that's a Boise State fan, that there is a remarkable amount of dead birds that they have to pick up off that field on a regular basis. They think it's water? Oh. They think it. They think it's water, and they dive. By. Someone who's a Boise that who goes to Boise State games told me that. Awesome. But aren't birds colorblind? Did I make that up? That's I made dogs. That up. That's dogs. You're close. Dogs. <laughs> Very similar. But they said that so many birds dive bomb. This is what I heard. I can't confirm I, it. I would sit in that, that there's stadium. There's like a guy whose job it is to go clean. This is sick and terrible. <laughs> but he has to go clean the dead birds off that stupid blue field that Boise State <laughs> for some reason has. So it's like one of those uh, tennis ball guys, you know, that like when the ball hits the net, they run out there the and grab the ball. Is, the, yeah. Except for it's dead birds. I think birds. it's a weird 100-yard long rectangular pond out there. <laughs> I would laugh endlessly. I mean, just those dumb birds, right? I mean, that's ridiculous. Okay, wait, I don't mean to sidetrack from sports, but can I say one story that's like my current favorite story (laughs) is that, so Matt works in windmills, like putting up windmill farms. And one of the first projects they did, and most people that are in windmills, you know, care about the environment. Is he Dutch? Does he wear like clogs and stuff? Always. Like wooden shoes? He's constantly in clogs. If he's over here, you'll just hear. No, but so one of the first big projects they did was in California. And so it's all these environmentalists and they're like, yay, wind farms, natural energy. But what they didn't research was that it was like the flight pattern of this really rare bird. So the migratory pattern. And they just killed hundreds and hundreds of birds they're just flying into the windmills oh my gosh so just birds everywhere it's weird it's weird that you said that he his his first job was in california because i could have sworn it would be in the dutch countryside (laughs) exactly (laughs) well they transferred him all right Who knows how to trans- transition after that? It. The um, next tip. So the next tip <laughs> is how to pick your favorite actual football team on the real live field. So in case you don't have an allegiance already. Right. Which and in I case don't. you're just not into the, the fantasy football stuff. Yeah. NFL, I don't yeah. have a team. I have you a college team. I don't have an NFL team. By the team, end of so this, I'm you very, might have a team. Yeah, I'm all ears. Yeah. So okay. uh, Donatello Versace once said oh. that the <laughs> <laughs> respected football expert that fashion yeah. is dreaming and making other people dream. Okay. So if you're looking for your dream team, uh-huh. think color schemes, my friends. Okay. Yes. Ah. You don't want to pick a team with big, loud colors like red and blue, like the Patriots. You want to pick someone with minimalist colors. Like the Oakland Raiders, just black and white, classic. I wear a lot of black shirts. <laughs> there you go. So I'm halfway. Do you know they have a little silver in there? It's a little flashy. No, they, well, they just a little silver, but that's just like the silver. Like pop. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think they would, they would have some objection to be black and white. They're, they're, they're definitely the, the, the silver. But it's muted. It's very it's muted. It's very silver. muted colors, and it all just works just don't really it. well. Just perfect keep going. for fall. It's perfect for fall. So, so you're yeah. saying you're not a fan of like uh, the Green Bay Packers, green and yellow? No, yeah. that's too no, harsh. Yeah. it's too harsh on the eyes. Or, or like the, the Cardinals being all red, and well, just, or like the Carolina Panthers that teal, teal, yeah, black. No, that's not. Niners is like gold and maroon. Yeah, that's yeah. no good. You want the what? Oakland Raiders are going to win this year, my friends. What's another? Yeah. What's another team's color that you like? Oh, I really like the um, the San Francisco half kickers. <laughs> yeah, they're so good. Light light sky blue with a, just a tad. Of Tiffany, sh- what is a white. half kicker? Half kicker. It's just is, a little guy who's trying to hard. Elf. He punts. And he's the guy yeah, that punts. He's a little elf like that a- punts. He's cable TV, Randy Moss. 
Petite Randy Moss. Petite. That's right. Ooh, ooh, okay. Petite Randy Moss. So this year, yeah. you're picking the Raiders to go all the way because the, you like their outfits. Because their outfits are magic. I yeah. like that. And I think this might be too simple, but sometimes the simplest answers are the correct ones. Mm, beautiful. What about college? What's your favorite? Co- what what college team personifies that the best? The, the Harvard Scholars. Yes. <laughs> just a Mar- nice maroon with no white. other color. Yeah, and just white. Like white. Yeah. So now that you guys have, have the formula, perfect formula to pick your perfect team, Here's how to throw the perfect sports party. Oh. Snacks, snacks, and more snacks. (laughs) And you don't just want one kind of snack. No. You want to think about who you're going to invite to your party and Uh personalize snacks for them. If I were going to invite Edward to my sport party, I would get him some fresh snacks. I would get him tomatoes with the dirt still on them. Yeah. So that you would know Thank it's the you. freshest. Only the best for my best friends. <laughs> it's for yeah. your vegan buddies. And if you want to take it to 11, I guess, take it to the next level. Take it to read. You want to get a snack that is themed towards the opposing uh, team. Why? So, Sport team. Well, just because it's like a fun, like their mascot, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. If, if they're going to play the Mustangs, we want some dead horse up in this mm, hippie. Yeah. We're going to show them who's going to win this. Yeah. And, and, what, and what city do, are the Mustangs in? The... Uh, Philadelphia Mustangs of the MLS. Yeah, that's of right. The yeah. MLS, the Philadelphia Mustangs. Because last time I checked, I thought the Eagles were in Philadelphia, and I was a little perturbed that we'd kill one. To no, eat. no. The Phil- I think I think you're thinking of of uh, Los Angeles Eagles. Yeah. You can, you can actually go to Boise State and get like an eagles. eagle every day. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, freshly <laughs> killed eagle. Scoop it up right off the ground. Yeah. Or the Utah Turtles. Just get yeah. a turtle that you find on the side of the road, and that's the Utah Turtles. It's, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun so, thing. So, take your so you gave us level. tips on your you fantasy what. team selections, yes. your real team selections, yes. and then your, your yeah, don't sk- party. Don't skimp on the snacks. That's right. right. I, and that's, I have a question for you, Tiffany. Yes. What if... <laughs> What if you you throw this party uh-huh. and the person you're inviting is like a fan of like the Patriots or 49ers? Mm. Do you literally serve up an like an old prospector and just just <laughs> if you can find cannibals? one? Absolutely. If not, there's fondant. There's all kinds. Yeah, of you things. could do you a cake roll mm. in the likeness, like cake boss style. Hat. Make a cake in the yeah, shape like of a prospector. Yeah, like cake boss or ace of cakes. Yeah. Yeah. an old yeah. prospector. An old yeah. from nineteen from eighteen forty nine. All right. Well, that's good tips for the football Thank you. season. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You know what you skimped on in lyrics in that jingle you made yeah. up for in effects. That was yeah. sick. There's yeah. a lot of layers. It's all about production. Bye, Tiffany. Bye, Thanks. Brenton. Good luck. Less is more, really. Yeah. 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 Less is less. Um, <laughs> it's, it's time for our, our new segment, In Case You Missed It. In Case You Missed It. About those lyrics, Eddie. That was nice. Thank you. Seth, <laughs> to the point. Seth Rogen's adaptation of the controversial comic series Preacher is officially going to be a series, a TV series. Huh. AMC has picked up the pilot of the show. Uh, it's based on the dark comic book about a preacher who goes on a cross-country quest to find God oh, yeah. after being possessed by a strange supernatural entity that gives him immense powers. Rogan's partnering with uh, frequent collaborator Evan Goldberg and Breaking Bad co-executive producer Sam uh, Catlin to write the new show, which oh, stars yeah. Dominic Cooper uh, in the title role. Who's Dominic Cooper? He's the, uh, um, he was Howard Stark and yeah. Agent Cooper. Or Agent Carter. And he was also, he was also. I don't know if any of you saw the Need for Speed movie with um, Aaron, Aaron Paul. He was the villain in that movie. Oh, there you go. Huh. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, GOP presidential hopeful Donald Trump visited uh, The Tonight Show. Uh, with Jimmy Fallon last week yeah, and uh, took part in a surprisingly self-deprecating bit 
with uh, with Jimmy uh, for the interview. Uh, they uh, Donald Trump basically quote unquote interviewed himself sitting yeah. in a mirror, and obviously it was Fallon playing uh, mm-hmm. the other side of it. Uh, it was it was incredible. Here here's a clip of uh, Donald Trump interviewing himself. Wow, I look fantastic. <laughs> No, we look fantastic, and I mean really fantastic. All right, me, we've got a big interview with Jimmy Fallon coming up. But let's be honest, Fallon's a lightweight. No way he deserves to interview me. (laughs) The only one qualified to interview me is me. Me interviewing me, that's what I call a great idea. Of course it's a great idea. We thought of it. (laughs) Okay, interview time. Question one. Are you ready for the Republican debate next week? You know, the truth is, I'm always ready. It's really going to be a big debate, but I'm always ready. It's not just big, it's you. It goes on from there. We'll see if he's able to maintain the same friendly tone uh, when he visits Colbert uh, this coming week. Yeah. Because Col- Stephen Colbert dared Trump to come on, on the uh, the late show, and he's I, doing it. I can't wait. Is anyone else surprised that, tr- because the Donald Trump, you know, politics aside, he doesn't seem like the, up to now the type of person that... that is capable of making fun of himself. But even in that Jilly Fallon bit, Fallon was telling jokes. At one point he called, this is to Trump's face as Trump. I I think it was a Greek god bathed in pumpkin spice is what he (laughs) was like. And Trump took it and laughed. But see, pumpkin spice, he probably didn't realize that Jimmy was talking about his orange skin tone and stuff. He probably thought it was just like a wonderful smelling spice. Yeah. I I think Trump knows exactly what he's doing all the time. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And I... My little conspiracy theory is that it's the Democrats are having him do it. Like he's actually a Democrat. Right. And he's just well. You're not the only one with I that know. theory. I know. I thought I had it on my own, and then I realized it's actually a common theory. But no, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like I saw on CNN. Like, who will win tonight's election? The or the uh, GOP debate tonight? I'm like. Every, yeah. every Democrat in the country because it's just such yeah. a circus right now. Yeah. It's yeah. like insane to watch. Uh, but that, that doctor guy has kind of come back. Ben I mean, Carson. he's kind of come up into the forefront, right? Yeah, he's tied with uh, Trump going into the debate. Now, we obviously taped this uh, right before oh, the yeah. debate happened. So maybe after the debate, maybe it's, it's a, a whole new game. Who knows? But... Does he go by that doctor guy or yeah. the yeah. doctor guy? <laughs> I you guys, that, I just stay up with doctor. the news like a lot. So <laughs> just follow the terms that I use. So you're like to politics what tiffany is to sports yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> and you're welcome uh lastly brian cranston uh you know breaking bad actor brian cranston yeah. wouldn't mind returning to his comedic roots uh he was interviewed uh by entertainment tonight uh canada uh so maybe he's just saying stuff up there because he fears nobody will hear it but um he said <laughs> he said uh he wouldn't mind returning to the lighter antics of malcolm in the middle um and Ooh. yeah you know we're i Whoa. mean the, the thing the thing when you watch Malcolm in the Middle, and you watch Breaking Bad. I just can't believe it's the, exa- the same actor. Yeah, I, it's yeah. unbelievable. I kind of thought his next step would be huge movie star. Yeah, but I think he's 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, he did Godzilla. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> so he says, uh, he quote, uh, it'd be fun to pick up Hal's clothes again and be uh, fun and sweet and adorable and hapless and clueless oh, and, and afraid of everything. Actually, that character. He says, I don't yeah. have a yearning to go back into Breaking Bad's world because we just covered it. Uh, we covered it completely, I think. Yeah, huh. no, he's talking about like he would really oh. like to do Malcolm in the Middle again. That would be awesome. Like be Hal. That Maybe as awesome. a grandfather. Or something. I don't know. Yeah. And what's his name is just freaking out because he hasn't done anything. Malcolm. Frankie Muniz. Frankie. Yeah. He's playing drums in some band. Yeah. Really? Real bad. You you are to music knowledge what Stif- <laughs> Tiffany is to sports knowledge. Yeah. All right. All right. That'll do it for... In case you missed it. Uh, music coming out next Friday, September 25th. Uh, Disclosure is coming out with Caracal. Junior Junior is coming out with Junior Junior. This is Dale Earnhardt Junior Junior renamed as Junior Junior. What? Can I just say yeah. that I'm 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 boycotting their band for changing their name? That was a colossal. Well, we're not because we we're interviewing them today, and uh, they'll be in the next issue of Relevant. So, so <laughs> enjoy that boycott. This is a person, hey, my views don't necessarily reflect the views of Relevant. I, how many times do I get to say if you have a Dale Earnhardt Jr. themed band name, you don't change it? I've long held that position. I stand by it. I apologize for nothing, Junior Junior. <laughs> but, but the album is called Junior Junior. Yeah, it's self-titled. It's self-titled. Junior Junior Junior. Junior is what the album is called. Huh. When you walk into Tower Records, you ask for Junior, 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 and they'll know exactly what you're talking about. No, they won't <laughs> There's like... a reason that I wasn't asked through that interview because my first question is, "What were you thinking?" Yeah, your first question <laughs> is, "How dare you?" <laughs> yeah. um, and then, then, then this interview is over. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Patty Griffin is coming out with "Servant of Love." Yes. I guess if you're going to be enslaved to anything, love is a pretty good thing. I love Patty Griffin. Hmm. Love. Oh, enslavedtolove.com. That would be a nice website. <laughs> for you, Joy. <laughs> or, or hey, hang, hang on. Don't go there. Do not <laughs> go there. <laughs> uh, Silver Sun Pickups is coming out with Better Nature. Youth Lagoon is coming out with Savage Hills Ballroom. And um, I'm, I'm guessing when you're putting these lists together, you don't go to the Christian Music website because last week you forgot to mention Andy Minio's I did big album to. that came out. I normally, I normally do. I think last week I missed it. Yeah. This week I didn't see anything I liked. Andy, Andy is also uh, going to be in the next issue of Relevant. Uh, great new album, Andy Minio. So yeah, I just want really to kind of toss back to last week's. And he's not under boycott because he did not have a Dale Earnhardt Jr. themed hip hop <laughs> Andy Minio Jr. Jr. <laughs> Lesson learned, huh, Jr. Jr.? Jr. Jr. Uh, movie releases coming out uh, Friday the 25th. Hotel Transylvania 2, the, you know, the yes. CG cartoon movie. It's not Can't scary. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also The Intern. Uh, it's Robert De Niro uh, being a 70-year-old intern oh, yeah. at uh, Anne Hathaway's company. Can I, can I ask this? Who is this movie targeted towards? Uh, exactly. And number one. Number two, why do you need to intern at 70? You, you're retired. You just fade off into the sunset at for, that for, point. From what I take in the trailer, he was like lonely or something. Oh, he's lonely? Oh. That's what... It, for Crazy. Me, I've only seen the, tr- the, but the commercials. But that's when you move into like a senior housing and you play yeah. Canasta and stuff with your other old friends. Uh, and then, but he becomes like the folksy mentor for Anne Hathaway who has this like, you know, startup or whatever. But again, who's seen this movie? Like, I don't have anything <laughs> our, against our it. parents. It's just, I have zero interest yeah. and no one I know has any interest No, in no, no. It. Right, but it's your parents. Yeah, it's our parents. Not, my parents are in no way interested in seeing this movie. Yeah, but I think that's a demographic. Like 50, I have no idea. But here's the problem. Yeah, probably, it, it, you're right, Eddie. It's people like a little bit older maybe than our parents who maybe are retired and feel like they don't have anything to offer anymore. So it's if it's showing that he's kind of like her mentor, but are it's really encouraging to them. Are people going to movies 
period? No, yeah. they're, they're bagging groceries at Publix to interact with people and have social. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying from like a broader level. No, they are level. going to the movies because they haven't figured out how to do Netflix yet. <laughs> no, this is De Niro's thing now, though. He makes these like movies it started with uh, he's always done that what was the therapist <laughs> what was the therapist one you you've cracked this one well, what was the one it. where he was a therapist Anal- he's this. making movies now. no but he does analyze this and then he did that las vegas one he does these like baby last boomery vegas. kind of yeah uh, terrible but but again again I, i'm just okay. like my, my i you know i feel like my parents see a, a you know somewhat frequent amount of movies they have no interest none of my friends have been like hey man can you wait to see that new robert de niro movie the intern where he plays an old intern and what happened to anne hathaway she's like such a thing for a while now she's doing this no she's co-starring with robert de niro and she's like the owner of a successful company in the movie i mean like she thinks this is a great step for her career. yeah i I think i think they think that this is a well-calculated career move and i'm not saying that either de niro or anne hathaway is not a, a, a good actor or haven't not had successful careers. This one just seems like a demog- uh, demographic misfire. Like, I, think I don't know who's excited. Who's going to the intern opening night is my question. Yeah. They're, they're going for a dot-com uh, Devil Wars Prada. That's what they're going for. Mm-hmm. So it's like a fish out of water. It's work. You know, it's like, they. you know what I mean? It's, 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 they either owe someone a favor or I feel like Anne Hathaway was probably like, it has always been my dream yeah. to do a picture with Robert De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, that's exactly right. And right. just cuts her hair short, and just it's a whole thing. Anne Hathaway. I don't have any. I don't. I don't want to get into Anne Hathaway. What? She. She's exactly. She's a song and dance man. I thought you would love what she does. No, I think she's difficult. She, I get a difficult vibe from her. She's yeah. wait, 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 wait. She's, time, time out, time out. Joy, Joy is with I, me. I have some questions here, Eddie. Because at one moment you're talking about how, how her cutting her hair short. Yeah. No. Somehow is a signal to you. Yeah, no, this is. Difficult. I'll tell you what he means by that. I, yes. I know exactly what he means. Joy interpret. Yeah, you couldn't see me, but when I was doing my imitation, I had my hands together like this. That is like the like the praying, the praying like, hands emoji. Right. Yeah, yeah. That I am above Hollywood. I am a thespian. I am an actress. I and so her cutting her hair short is like I'm against the grain. I'm I am truly an artist. Like that's just, the vibe that I get from her just as well. Talking am I right, ta- Eddie? Oh yes, and talking. Talking and talking and talking about the sacrifice she made to do a gigantic Hollywood movie where she had to sing and it was uncomfortable for 10 minutes because she was like, Is oh. this based on anything or just the haircut? A lot of feelings. <laughs> just feelings. She just gets... Did you read like a weird interview with her or did just the haircut give you I, this spot? No, no, I'm with you. When she's on any talk show, it's just like, oh, I would absolutely... Uh, that, I mean, it's, you it's, couldn't it's pay hard. me enough money to have dinner with that lady. It's hard. And no. she may be just <laughs> wonderful and lovely but she gives yeah. off a very yeah, difficult yeah. actory vibe above it yeah, all there, i had no idea your feelings about anne hathaway were so strong well were uh, you and she up for the same role in an off-broadway no musical? we were on but for the same role in les mis oh and, and she, she smoked it. me yeah because i was yeah. you know because you're eddie not right for yeah. the part <laughs> i want a second eddie like she truly could be a wonderful generous human being but there is this you just google one of her like acceptance speeches and there's something in her nature that feels like through her nonverbal she has to communicate that she's not just Hollywood she's beyond that there and was, that's what kind of rubs me the wrong way there's also dinner with her though yeah yeah there was I also would. something about SNL though that was weird I don't know what it was when she was on SNL it was so like if somebody you, doesn't do well on SNL they're they're dead to you no yeah. I think when they go on it's, S- it's, it's if they go on SNL and then cut their hair 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is something weird. Do that. I don't know what it is. It's just I'll define these feelings, but you're very much on the Zoe Deschanel camp for me. Whoa, 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 Zoe! You don't like Zoe? Well, we've talked. We've it's ta- not. It's not Zoe. It's Zoe. We've talked. Zoe. Well, if you put two O's in your name, it's Zoe. But like, if you're going to do English, but yeah, we've talked about this too. I, and I have, I have the same weird feeling that's based in absolutely no fact. Oh, she's cute and quirky. She knows. <laughs> yeah, she knows. You're right. She knows that. Hey, so, so Eddie, I'm, your feelings with her is, let, let me argue you, is she's not as charming as she likes to think she is. <laughs> like those <laughs> Apple commercials. Oh, that was oh, just, that was just like, like, I think you're asking oh. Surrey for soup on a rainy day. Yes. Who do you think you are? Oh, <laughs> and I'm playing my mandolin and I'm so quirky. Well, Go ahead and cut your hair so I can hate yeah. you forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear you loud and clear. Exactly. We're on the same exact page now, Jesse. Thank All you. Right. I got you. All right, well, that'll do it for entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. to Mr. Wives with Reflections. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Mute Math. Hey, they're back. They're back. With a monument. It's it's a monument to their love. To their love of what? The relevant podcast. <laughs> uh, before we move into slices, uh, I would like to acknowledge to our video uh, extract viewers that Eddie and I, yes, we're aware we're wearing the exact same shirt. Yes. Which I think is mostly inspiring for people. Yeah. I think they really... I, well, I knew that extracts were going to be back this week, and, and yeah. it was a big deal. I wanted to dress up for it. And you always come in a nice Oxford button-down, a white shirt. I was getting dressed this morning. You I got thought, a 50-50 chance if you were white or blue. Yeah, I <laughs> thought today's a big day. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and match Eddie. I'm, I'm, and sure enough, he shows up wearing the exact shirt. Do I was going to say, you guys look like you could also be like... Mormon? Extras <laughs> in a like show about a catering company or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have on black pants and a little black apron underneath. Yeah, uh, yeah, and we're just yeah. ready to go take orders. <laughs> like a val- valet guys or something. Yeah. Yes. Orlando just Valet. From running yeah. out to all the cars. Valet. Orlando Valet on the Spike Network. Um, <laughs> I'm locked in. Just driving fancy cars. And, uh, yeah, what would the valet show be called? Vicious valets. You guys are all in a bad mood and you don't care about getting tips. We're just jerks. Ooh. We're just kind of, we're kind of like above it all, kind of yeah. like we're the Anne Hathaway of valets, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like you just got a, that sassy new haircut. No, no, that no. sassy Bob you want to show no, around town. No, no, no. If we were I the Anne Hathaway... You were all no. that, right, Eddie? If we were the Anne Hathaway of valets, we would be incredible at it, and then we would walk up when we were done and like just talk about how we did a great job, but it wouldn't be in a braggy way, but we're only talking about ourselves. Yeah. It would, well, it'd be like we would... we would Because we're so good, we would be at like Ruth's Chris. We would be the valets at Ruth's Chris. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are the best of the best. The cream of the guard, or the Four Seasons or something. We yeah. are the best valets possible, and we right. know it. Yes. I, I can That's see the... the 
the opening <laughs> credits to this, and one and one of them is is Eddie throwing keys super high in the air, Cameron catching them without even looking at yeah. them behind his yeah, back. Yeah, we're that good. We're that good. Yeah. We're and just, like Eddie accepting like a twenty dollar tip and looking at the camera and kind of like, huh, no biggie. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. stuffing it into his front pocket, you know. <laughs> this is the worst show One ever. One good episode, and then we're off the air. <laughs> the pilot. Did you yeah. covered it? Yeah. <laughs> you covered it. They're like yeah, we pretty much park cars. I guess the it's... climax is Eddie is blocked in. <laughs> He's just beeping the horn, and camera comes running out, and that's that's the, yeah. the and resolution. Mo- yeah, camera moves the car behind me, and then I pull out the car, and off. I guess we're. Uh, I guess they got their car. <laughs> I guess that's the end of the show. That is, Roll that, credits. That's the, that's the story arc for every episode. Is uh, Eddie is briefly blocked in? Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. Then Cameron's able to help move some of the cars around. No, and a then, little uh, toot toot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Ca- Cameron's like perched behind the thing, just like chit chatting. Anyway, yeah. so Anne Hathaway got her haircut like this. And I'm like, what? And then he hears beep beep. Gotta run. And it's just a slow mo shot of Cameron like running through the parking lot, like holding up his hand, like stop, stop. Eddie's in trouble. And it, it's Eddie just kind of like sitting behind the wheel of a car, blocked in. Right. And I'm not like banging on the other cars or doing anything silly. I'm just I'm responsible. My job. No, and no, I'm no, no. You beep one more time, then look at your watch, and then it, it's a slow mo shot of you looking in the rearview mirror, and it's camera jogging yeah <laughs> jogging to it and then i start talking about how like she talked about how she had to be all like dirty for that one scene and lay miz and they no, no, like, you ruin it, all, like you ruin it then you just calmly back out and give it to the guy and he gives like Gently. he kind of like looks at his watch like disapprovingly and stiffs you and you just kind of shrug your shoulders and, and you and camera give a high five and laugh and the credits roll for, yeah <laughs> for, yeah but you free, are still sweating profusely. freeze frame on the laugh and then credits roll up in front of us yeah. oh my god i like how much slow-mo is involved yeah. in this well, yeah, it's, 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 most of the show is, is shot slow mo, and most of it's camera jogging through yeah. the parking lot at a quick, but not an urgent. We don't have writers either, yeah, so we have not no dialogue. much happens, so you have to stretch it out. So we yeah. figured out you could stretch it out with slow mo. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a two hour miniseries. At one point, at one point, the the, the little beep beep of, of of that that's Eddie's signal to you, Cameron, to come running because he's blocked in. Even that's in slow mo. So you're just like boop boop. I and I. Tune every radio to our local Spanish rap station, just as my own little <laughs> joke. People get in the car and look at you disapprovingly and just drive away. So, yeah. so this moment right here, this this uh, moment is is something that I was confronted with yesterday. Uh, I was up uh, having meetings. The valet? No, this uh, yeah. what what is happening right now Spanish, on our show? Oh, Spanish rap. Yeah, what's happening right now on our show? I was confronted with. I was in meetings on Monday with at World Vision. They're you know great organization and amazing. We, we partner with them in some different efforts and. And, uh, we're there. And Anne Hathaway is their new spokesperson, so they're pretty upset. Hi, everyone. I'm Anne Hathaway. We're there. Namaste. Ha- we were there having like strategy meetings and stuff, and <laughs> and one of the. Uh, one of the senior vice presidents was was there, and and a few months ago, I don't remember when it was. When I came back from Lebanon on the show, we talked about the refugees and stuff for yeah. twenty minutes, right? And uh, it happened. I don't know, ten or fifteen minutes into the show, I guess. Yes. I, I haven't heard it since then, yes. but um, anyway. It, that's an issue that they're working on. And so uh, they're on the front lines there in, in Lebanon and working with refugees. And so th- all the people in that room had heard that oh, podcast episode. No. And so a couple of them were like, it was really great, the dialogue. And Shauna was saying, like, what can we do to get involved? And like, you, it was such a cool and open and honest conversation about the refugee stuff. And then one of the guys goes, the senior vice president of World Vision, he's like, yeah, they, they sent me the podcast to listen to. And I was listening and, 
I started talking about like hair and stuff. And like, I didn't understand why they had sent me this podcast. And so they, so he stopped listening and replied back, like, I don't understand what this is. And the person had to say to him, keep listening. It eventually makes sense. And then eventually we started talking about, you know, refugees and stuff. But the fact that we were in the strategy meeting and they hadn't, a couple of the people loved our podcast and a couple of people like were really confused <laughs> how we were going from talking about hair to talking about refugees. Yeah. I, everybody that tells me that they start listening to show, I have to say like, and they're like, you can, they always are like speaking in code. They're like, totally heard your show for the first time. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm like, just either keep listening or don't commit because yeah. either way, a one-off isn't going to work you, yeah. for you. Yeah. You cannot sample. If you're listening for a specific thing, like, oh, so-and-so is the guest this week. I'm yeah. going to listen. No, you're going to have to wade through about 45 minutes of, of hair talk, essentially, <laughs> yeah. and, and valet pilot. Fake valet TV shows. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And I was, I was like, for the first time I'm in the thing, we're like, oh, wow, yeah. Uh, we do talk about real stuff that some people might enjoy, but we bury it under so much weirdness. Yeah. You can't get to it. I like it. I remember long before I knew all of you guys, I listened to an episode once, but I was like doing stuff around the house. And so I would like be gone and then I'd come back in and then I'd be gone and I'd come back in. And I was like, I I have no clue what is (laughs) happening. But then once I was going to do like the guest spot, I listen to an entire episode like while i was like walking or jogging and that's how it makes sense like you just i, I was dying but you, can't you just have to let out. it rush over you like like, <laughs> yeah. like the ocean kind of like yeah. Anne hathaway an Anne hathaway story like an anecdote on a talk show just right. let it just wash over you and just give yourself <laughs> the, in to the Anne hathaway anecdote it was just a really emotional scene for me that took me like two days to prepare for and then it just it was so hard to I recover feel so from. Bad. And, and if you're listening, and you probably are, she's not. We're sorry. We do love you. We just appreciate your craft so much. And so does she. She does too. Eddie, don't take this the wrong way. But seriously, dude, what what is your problem? Yeah. <laughs> it was just like a. Really, what is your deal problem? It was, a, it was a really. It was just such an honor working with Meryl and just knowing her and really getting that time to watch her as an expert in her craft and, and her, her tell me how good I I am doing. Yeah, in and my then career one day she and just she said, respects me so. Much. She said. She said to me, "Anne, you inspire me." Yeah, <laughs> and I thought. Wow. So, so your 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 whole position here is everything, including her haircut, <laughs> is a, some sort of weird, subtle, uh, humble brag. That's your that's your oh, problem with Anne Hathaway. No, that's actually. I it. think that might be it, Jesse. Everything about her is a humble brag. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Thanks. Your words, not mine. Jesse Carey. No, no, I'm trying. I'm trying to distill this venom into, into venom. something tangible. <laughs> because because so far all I hear is hate. <laughs> I just, all, all I feel is a big a gal, big gallon bucket of haterade dumped on all <laughs> Anne Hathaway fans' head. No, I know. And my mother, my mother's going to be listening to this, and she's going to be like, "You, you were not very nice to that Anne gal." <laughs> And she's going to say, I, I, like, I want to defend Anne Hathaway. She's like, and your mom's I, like, I just no. saw this great movie she's in ten, with Robert De Niro. Ten bucks. Says, we saw it opening night. Yeah, <laughs> she's going to be talking about that movie in an interview. And she said, Bob was just such a generous actor. <laughs> so there's like one, she's going to call him Bob because no one's going to call Bobby, him Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. And then generous actor, which is just like, yeah. what does that even mean in actor talk? Yeah. He just well, he like, let me shine. He right. was so generous. He really was allowing me to step into what like, was his spotlight. I was delivering a really emotional line on camera and he just stayed off camera and did his lines. And yeah. I'm just, just going to say this. I, I'm going to say, but I got no problem with Anne Hathaway. I feel the same way about her movies as I do a lot of movies. 
they're okay. You know, like I have no problem with them. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd watch them on a plane if everyone else was watching. I'd yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't have I don't have these weird. Like she doesn't get under my skin like Eddie. Like I I think she's fine. You know, like I I probably won't see the intern, but I don't have hey, a problem. With I it. I disagree with you about Zoe Deschanel, but I totally agree with you about Anna. Eddie, okay. Eddie, you and right. I deep down, you and I probably were made for the stage. Right. And we're not there. Right. And so on saying. some level, we right. want to be giving those pretentious. Wait, you're yes. saying I'm not what, what you're hearing from Eddie right now isn't 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 Joy's a problem right. with Anne Hathaway. Joy's it right. is resentment for her success. It is. Exactly. It is. I'm 35. Exactly. We're jealous. I'm, I'm too. I've missed SNL. Like I'm not really gonna get up and be a goofball because one one of my I'm tired at seven. You know, <laughs> like we're just good to go. So yeah. I'm just gonna sit here and view uh, and just spew vitriol from Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, I have uh, uh, I have a two for today, but both are relatively quick. Uh, but they're both related. They're both uh, big developments in the tech world. Ooh. First off is a new app that uh, is making a big splash on the dating scene. Oh yeah, uh, our Twitter feed. Yeah, have was you not been on full of of people saying, "You guys, this app was made." This was for, for, yeah. for Jesse Carey. Dominated yeah. Twitter this week. Oh, oh, th- that's actually another app. I'll get to that one. This one is one that is. I believe you guys are referring to the Nickelback yeah. uh, uh, a breakup are. app, which is actually not. A, it's a parody video uh, that some uh, 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 so a comedy duo made that that is of a of a satirical app that will play Nickelback. When you look at pictures of your ex online and have thoughts of getting back with them as sort of a way to deter you from trying to contact them. Yeah, when you try to contact your ex, it plays uh, Nickelback. Here's here's a clip of the video that you're talking about. Type in your ex's name, and anytime you try to look at their profile on Facebook, a Nickelback song starts to play. <laughs> Nickelback. That sounds like torture. Exactly. And it doesn't stop until you do. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, it, it was a very well-delivered joke about a dating app. Right. Uh, but one company has taken it to the next level and actually developed a real app that plays on an internet joke. And they've actually put it in the Apple App Store. The app from Oscar Mayer is called Sizzle. Really? And it is their own version of an of a dating app like Tinder, no. except it matches you with fellow bacon lovers in the area. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it's not it's not you're going through pictures of cured meats and things like that. Mm. Yeah, you're talking no, about you, these you, are actual other people who love bacon. Yeah, yeah. So so it it asks you also like how you prefer your bacon to be prepared. So <laughs> like if you're you know like a BLT guy. It'll match you with a BLT fan in your neighborhood. And instead of swiping right like Tinder, <laughs> when you find the, the bacon lover near you that you would uh, you know, like to, to connect with, you hold down the person's picture and it begins sizzling. The longer <laughs> you sizzle it, the higher your interest level will be uh, communicated to, the, to your uh, you know, you know, person you would meet up with. Perfect. This app is basically like the ironic brainchild of Jim Gaffigan and Aziz Ansari. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if they, if Oscar Mayer hired those two to come up with a campaign, it would probably be this app. Yeah, I, like I, this is the territory that they cover. I love that down the road, 
there's going to be a kid saying, "How did mom and dad? How did you all meet?" <laughs> and the kids and the parents are going to be like, "Man, I don't know how to tell you this, but there was like this meet app a long time ago, an <laughs> like app a joke thing." Yeah, yeah, and we ended up actually really liking each other because <laughs> yeah. we're both into BLTs. The the app is in the app store, but uh, the website uh, for it is findbaconlove.com. Oh, that's take so and it's joy. Take and joy. Sorry, 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 sorry oh, Cameron. Yeah. Maybe she just do bacon love. Yeah, instead of fine bacon. No, love. there was um, I I was already dating Matt, so I didn't dabble. But there's like I think a dating app that's only for people who love beards. So only men on there can have beards, uh, and women that love beards. Oh, it's, 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 it's Amish Amishlove dot biz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's really funny. Finebeardedlove.com. Oh. Okay, so so what, one more quick update from the world from the tech world. From the world of tech, Silicon Valley. <laughs> in, case, in case we didn't understand tech the world. tech world. World of Technolo- tech. I'm sorry. It, I'm I keep- should preface that's short for technology. I'm going to keep opening. Uh, I'm going to keep talking until I open up the slice. The world of tech. <laughs> tech world. No, so, so as a lot of people may have heard, Facebook is about to unveil a new feature. Love this. Um, uh, uh, a way that you can show your approval or uh, different emotions about certain posts without just liking it. Uh, there's been some misreports that Facebook was going to unveil a dislike button. That's actually not true. They want to unveil a series of buttons that will be able, uh, that you can click to be able to express different types of emotions like sympathy for posts that you see in your feed. It's really, because, it's so good because like a, a buddy posted that his dad passed away last week on Facebook and you can't hit like. No. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it had like, in that moment, it had you like, need to give it two Anne Hathaways. It had like 13 <laughs> likes and then like, you know, 87 comments. It was like, because nobody could bring themselves to hitting like. But isn't that a little bit nice though? It's like, okay, we're either going to like or just stay neutral. But you can't you can't really have a negative emotion on Facebook. No, so so Eddie, what they wanted to avoid was neg- they didn't want it to be like upvoting and downvoting, where you would post something and people were like, oh, that's stupid, I'm going to dislike it. They wanted to actually make oh. it more of a positive experience, where you could express empathy and sympathy and different types of emotions, other than just liking, without making it like a negative, hostile experience. Because yes. no one wants to post something and see they have like you know, two dozen dislikes. It's yeah. actually yeah. going to be something for you to express other types of emotions. Have, in the tech world thing, have you guys heard of GoButler? This is a new service. It launched a few weeks ago. They're doing invites and stuff. And and I saw it reported. And so I, I signed up for it and I got, a, I got it appro- approved. And it's a free service and it's a text so it's a text butler, okay? So basically what you do is anything you can think of that you want it to do, a person... I'm just picturing like a full-on butler in your kitchen just a, texting. A person <laughs> will handle the request for you like a concierge. Text right now, bring me a waffle in 10 minutes. Well, <laughs> you can do that. But so what happened is cool. a friend of mine, a friend of mine's uh, parent passed away yesterday and I texted Go Butler and I said, uh, my buddy's uh, mom passed away, I'd like you to deliver, have flowers delivered to the funeral on Friday. And they said, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, where, where's the location? And I gave him the location. He said, cool. How much do you want to spend? And what do you want the note to say? And I said a number and I, and I typed up what I wanted the note to say. And oh. at the end I said, you know, I, I said, um, I'm deeply sorry for your loss. I'm praying for you, buddy. And I signed it Cameron. And he said, he wrote back and he goes, 
um, you know, here, let me look, let me look at some arrangements to send to the family. And then they sent me a couple of pictures and I approved the one and then said, I'll have it approved. And he says, Hey, awesome. Just a suggestion. Since you're sending it to the funeral, would you like to have the card say praying for your family rather than just for you, buddy? And I said, Whoa. yeah, thank you so much. You're right. And I go, no problem. It's on its way. And then boom, done. And it costs nothing other than the cost of the flower. I wasn't sold until that part at the end. It's that a is, real yeah. person. And so like, I really could say, Hey, I want to, I want to go skydiving this afternoon and I want to have waffles waiting for me when I'm done and they'll 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 do it. Okay, what is the can I ask how do they do they charge a fee per no, service? Nothing. How do they do this? I think eventually probably they'll like get a cut like interior designers get 10% discount oh. behind the scenes. I think they do that probably enough or they're just building up or a user base. Or they only work with certain no, like any any request, anything you want. I literally could have a pizza here in ten minutes because I texted Go. Can we? Can we? You want to test it? Hold on, have them yeah. call call like call Jesse. Can you call my friend Jesse and sing the Star Spangled Banner? Can, well, can, I mean, it needs to be a, a something a service I, or something I can. Cameron, buy. let me think of something real crazy, real quick. Yeah. Uh, 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 send a pizza to my house. Pay I can, for. I'm not going to send you lunch. You can. <laughs> this is just a test, Cameron. This is a test for the sake of the podcast. Okay, let's scratch that. Give me Chinese food, uh, right. chicken cashew to my house, paid for. Just, just send a pizza to Jesse. There's like a little pizza. Jesse, text me your address, and I'll yes. send a pizza. This yeah. is, this is, a, I'm all about. I just feel like we got it. It's, it's be there by the end of. That's the... what I'm saying. It's well within the possibility that he's going to get a knock on the door. Why don't we get a pizza here? Yeah, that's a great idea. But we don't know if it works. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, Joy, text me your address. We'll we'll get pizzas all around. Yes. <laughs> this is if this happens, this is going to be awesome. You want to get a pizza here at the office? That's really funny. Will they write a note on the pizza, like on the box or something? I, I uh, autocorrect. I wrote, "Can you send some pizzas to my friends with notes with them?" But it autocorrected and it said, "Can you send some pizzas to my friends with bites with them?" <laughs> Yes. And then I was like, no, 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 I mean, no, it's not bites. Don't take bites out of the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote back, uh, they wrote back, haha, what would you like the notes to say? Oh my no gosh, way. I love them so much. So they, they, uh, they just replied and asked if a certain brand would be okay and, uh, and said, I, I don't know if I can do the notes, but I'll ask. And I said, I don't care what brand it is. We're testing you with the notes. Yeah, and they yeah. said, okay, okay, we'll see what I can do. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll I see if it, it'd be nice. We'll see get, if all this works. That's great. I really, I really think I can't wait to see people just get a knock at the door and go and Joy's got herself a little pizza. <laughs> I think the only way we can know for sure if this is really going to work long term is if you do it like a couple days in a row this week. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what their hours are. You think they deliver at dinner time too? That'd be crazy, right? <laughs> be weird. That. I wonder if they even do though. It's who, more, who it's, could know? It's more like when you're you know it's 3 a.m and you you're really craving something that's when i'm gonna yeah. put it to the test yeah. yeah see well also the ordering flowers thing is cool yeah i yeah. thought that was neat yeah a little, per- little personal touch yeah yeah i'm yeah. gonna have so, devil, devil wears prada sent to eddie's house every day for the next <laughs> year and uh and to the world vision guy listening right now just yeah. uh i hope you understand what's going on no he'll never listen again oh he loves the show yeah <laughs> he loves it <laughs> if we bury some sort of significant social justice conversation he might wade through it for that he, did, he didn't make it through the third slow-mo montage <laughs> in our hypothetical valet show <laughs> <laughs> the third montage that we spelled out in excruciating <laughs> <detail>. <laughs> so anyway he looks up at the rearview mirror just as Cameron sliding over the hood of a car, pointing and laughing at the $10 tip he just got from the guy that he pulled his motorcycle around doing a wheelie. But wait, 
Spanish rap. <laughs> Eddie's blocked in the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you have, Joy? Oh, oh we're in slices. Well. We're in slices. <laughs> no, we're you. You go second. That was a slice. <laughs> Whatever just happened. Jesse with the longest slice of all yeah. time. Jesse Where did is, a hot update on the on Apple the, App on Store. Tech, the world of tech or or the technology yeah. world. I um, got so lost in that slice. Um, okay, so actually, um, on the on the tech front, I just want to give a little shout out to Alex on Twitter who sent me a possible slice that I'm not using. Sorry, that there's a new speaker uh, that apparently takes things to an 11. Oh, yeah. wow. It's called the <laughs> Ultimate Ears Boom 2 speaker. So pretty pumped about that. Probably order it through gobutler.com. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's With not a go- note to myself. <laughs> it's gobutler.com. You're welcome. That Happy might be something day. else. That might be like a butler recruitment organization. Yeah, that's when you actually want to become a butler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do I become a butler? My name, my parents name me Jeeves. I only have one path in life. <laughs> what am I going to do? There's nothing else I can do career-wise. All I can I do... I forgot, go, Jeeves was a little character butler, wasn't he? Gobutler.com. Yeah, ask Jeeves. Yeah. yeah, I grew up on that show. Ask Jeeves, it was a website. Jeeves, right. and, Jeeves and Wooster. What? Yeah, it's a what? TV show, British TV show with uh, Hugh Laurie called Jeeves and Wooster. And, and Jeeves was a butler? Jeeves was a butler that knew everything. Yeah. <laughs> In case you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Homeschooled life, Home you guys. Edition. We rented it from the library. That was our history lesson. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only entertainment source you had was library rentals. <laughs> It was that or the magic school bus. But, but it wasn't magic a show. It was actually bus. an actual magic, magic school bus. Right, yeah. It, it was just house. an old dilapidated van they found in the woods behind the Walmart. <laughs> and mom and dad called it a magic school bus. Kids, go explore the magic school we bus. We painted stars on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready to do my slice. And There's a guy ready. living in here. <laughs> I would just like the listeners to track how often I try to do my slice and it just gets derailed. Um, but I'm pushing through. Okay, so I picked this. So anyway, in this scene, Cameron is leaning out the top of out the the top of the moon roof while the song standing tall. And it pans out Eddie's doing donuts. (laughs) And Cameron's just shaking his head, and you can just see yeah. The the, the scene isn't connected to anything else in that episode. Yeah. The rest of that is just Eddie blocked in momentarily. (laughs) And I've gotta say that doing this show with Cameron, he was just incredibly warm and just really, really generous with it. Um, Because I did donuts for two hours and he just (laughs) stayed there watching me expertly drive the car. It's just one scene, this crazy scene that the writers came up with. I don't know how they got it. But I was actually blocked in it, it was it was different because it was parallel park that time, <laughs> uh, and it was really emotional for me. It's just like really difficult. Yeah, I mean, and most again, most of the episodes were me blocked in someone, but <laughs> when someone perpen- perpendicular to me, it was a real challenge yeah. to give the glance in the rear view, in the side view mirror. Right. So I usually do it kind of up to the right. Um, and I just remembered what Pacino taught me, um, and it was just like, oh, everything changed. <laughs> Joy, back to you. Um, <laughs> okay. Here we go. So I chose this slice because one, I'm going to be doing a couple speaking engagements this fall. And so I'm ramping up this week to try to figure out what I'm going to say. So I was thinking about speeches and then two, trying to tell you why. Yeah. Yeah. Context. Um, I like it. I'm going, I'm going deeper on my slices, you know, these days because I'm really upping my game, taking it to an 11. (laughs) And the other reason is that I did a semester abroad uh, when I was in college in Southern Africa. So we went to a number of countries and our professors did not want us to go 
uh, into Zimbabwe because anytime you cross a border, you had to like pay an entrance fee. And um, they hated Mugabe, who is the president of Zimbabwe. So they were like, we cannot, we can't pay the fee because we don't want to support this corrupt leader. So we actually, when we were like going down the Zambezi River, we all like climbed up onto the banks of the Zimbabwe illegally. So we could say that we went to Zimbabwe. So it's really thrilling. Anyways. Wow. Their stand against uh, Mugabe and not supporting Mugabe is is the exact same as Eddie's stance not supporting Anne Hathaway movies. <laughs> right. Like I, like I will, I'll talk junk about her, but I'll still watch every single one of her movies. <laughs> hey guys, so you anyways. hear that sound? It's another episode of Valet! Exclamation point. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Standing. But but this is the part. <laughs> Then at the end it just goes beep beep and then you see valet exclamation point. And, then, yeah. and then there's a part where Cameron and I are adjusting each other's like bow ties and then we look down and neither one of us have pants on and then we like look into the camera like what, what? right oh. oh man that's amazing I legitimately think that like the training I'm getting and trying to get through a slice will prepare me for anything <laughs> right it's for having totally if you ever have like 11 you're insane like a sniper kids. you could yeah. be a sniper but yeah. like yeah. no distractions <laughs> nothing will deter your focus so anyhow, where, when we last left off, you had snuck into Zimbabwe. <laughs> they snuck into Zimbabwe. Anyway, so that was the inspiration. So when I saw this slice, uh, I was like, oh, this is kind of actually satisfying. It feels like something, you know, like brought justice to Mugabe because he is just this crazy leader. And last month he gave a 25 minute talk to parliament. Okay. And he, they, the opposition party, they were like booing him and which you don't mess with Mugabe, but they were like just yelling things out at him. And so for this parliament meeting, um, they were like getting anonymous texts that basically just said either death or said like immunity ends when you leave parliament. So basically death threats that you do not interrupt Mugabe when he's speaking in parliament. Mm -hmm. So a little more intense than our, you know, government, but uh, so everyone was remained dead silent. Well, he comes up to get no pun intended, dead silent. Um, he Ooh, comes wow. up to give his 25 minute talk to parliament and gives the exact same talk that he gave last month. What? And like, just didn't even realize it. And nobody was going to interrupt him. And he went through the whole entire mm. thing and didn't even realize it. What a dork. What a dork, Mugabe. What a total dork. I know. Hey, go Butler. Interrupt Mugabe. Word for word. He just totally forgot. Word for word. They, they're they like blaming it on his secretary. But it's like, come on, dude. Like, just didn't even realize. And now he has to like give the speech he was intended to give like in some other place where nobody's actually going to listen to it. Isn't that what preachers do? They go, I mean, like when yeah. they're invited to go around to different conferences, they basically have three different talks and totally. they just give the same talk all the time. 
No, but it's like he didn't even notice. It was legitimately the same group, same people, and he's uh, uh, giving uh, something that's old news. Yeah, yeah. This would ago. be me showing up at a church on Sunday, yeah. giving a sermon, then right. coming back the exact same. Like a few months later. Right, and just doing the exact same, right. but but like it never happened. Hey, everybody. But repetition <laughs> helps people learn things. Yeah. Yeah. But, think- but, uh, but what's so amazing, though, is that like he because his people sent out these death threats to basically not speak at all. Everyone's sitting silently, but then how gratifying for them sitting there and they're like, yeah, we're not going to say anything at all <laughs> just, <laughs> just because you're being an idiot. Just watching him bomb. That yeah. is yeah. That so is really I'm, what a, what a, a lack of awareness on his part though. Even totally. not even a paragraph or two in, cause maybe he has the same welcome and the same few jokes that he gives. <laughs> Although I got to imagine he's not sure joking he a lot, a, but sure he gets a lot of, jokes. but like at a moment where he's like, hold on a second. <laughs> this sounds yeah. Familiar. There's deja. something deja vuish. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I said every single word of this. It's like Ron's Ron uh, Burgundy. So you yeah. brought this up because you're you're afraid that you might do this. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking. Of, I am. Get, you get a little nervous. Like the good thing about if you're not a corrupt leader, like giving talks, like sh- the, the nervousness of giving a talk should hold some account- accountability to what you're saying. The reason he didn't notice that he was giving the exact same talk is because he, you know, they have like. What's it called when you like um, you make everyone vote for you? <laughs> oh, an election? <laughs> no, but you know when they like they stuff the ballot box or they but there's a term for it. Hanging Chad. Corruption. I'll ask Go Butler. Yeah, go ask Go Butler. Anyways, so he's just such a like he's just such a ter- tyrant that like he's just not he's in he's in uh in authority because everyone's so scared of him basically so he's not thinking about anything that he's doing so no he's not going to notice but yes i am i I always get nervous before i speak and but you've done um, so much yeah but when you're creating a talk where you want to do something of substance to hopefully impact people's lives i feel like there's always some level of accountability (laughs) jesse does this remind you of the episode of valet where there were two black escalades (laughs) and i i I delivered the wrong one and then we had to chase all over town to switch this guy (laughs) who had the wrong escalade and, and, and I, the climatic scene, don't, don't get me wrong here. The climatic scene was when you're about to deliver it. You finally figured out the harebrained scheme behind the two black exiles. You got double parked and you had to give the toot toot for Am- Cameron to get you out. You're yeah. blocked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You almost uh, didn't get it that time, but he came just in time. I do slices time. about kittens all the way to slices about leaders in Africa yeah. and yeah. I Corruption. get no love. No, I thought don't. it was a very no, good slice. It slice. reminded me of one of my favorite episodes of Valets. What's the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was actually really like it started a good conversation about an imaginary show that I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> what What would you think if right. Jesse and I accompanied you on a speaking engagement and you just did your talk the best you could but Jesse and I got to do just whatever we wanted. <laughs> we just destroyed She's a sniper it. now. She's a sniper. She won't be <laughs> Deterred. She would just keep going, and Jesse and I would be like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." You guys just are directly on either side of me. Yeah. And I just persevere. I was gonna yeah. say because I, I was thinking about this really interesting episode of Valets that I wanted to show. <laughs> I was where the where the, where the right drivers' air priceless heirlooms and the will, which expires at midnight, was it's locked Maggie in the, in the trunk, trunk of the Eddie car. Has the keys, but guess what? Cameron and Cameron, right? And then remember, Cameron has to. Uh, get him. help me. Yeah. <laughs> beep beep. Yeah. Standing tall. Every, every episode just fades to black, and then there's like two seconds of silence, and then you just hear beep beep. Yeah, uh, and, and then it's a slow mo shot of Cameron jogging, and you just hear Eddie's heartbeat going. 
Dune Dune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, I love that show. A lot of slow-mo. All right, what do you have, Eddie? All right, I'm going to do this slice without looking at it, because I feel like I read a little too much, oh, and I've been listening to yeah, it. So yeah, you're robotic. The, the problem is I don't remember... You're, you're Mugabe-esque. I don't remember names, and I don't remember places, and I don't remember a lot of facts, but I'm just going to give it to you, and you can just trust that it's real. When so, you forget a name, just say Anne Hathaway or yeah. Mugabe. Is this I a just, slice from a month ago that you're bringing back, and you're not going to know it? No, very, very well. Could be. I gave this exact slice well, last he, Wednesday. He read it, and he, he doesn't no pay idea. attention when he's reading it. I'm fine it, with so. that. So uh, a new camera has been invented in what I believe is Germany. And uh, Germany they do feels... new cameras, like Leica and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so this is probably the most pretentious camera I've ever heard of in my life. It's the Anne Hathaway of cameras. Well, <laughs> no, you actually, if it was the Anne Hathaway of cameras, you would like totally love this camera. Yeah, right. But you actually, it would drive you crazy, but you would have no reason why. Yeah. Like it's just it everything about it, love it. It takes great pictures. Yeah. It does a perfect job. It knows how good it is. acclaimed, commercially yeah. successful, yeah. but, but, but I just, just there has is, resentment. There's a, something that bothers me, I guess probably because I'm not a camera. <laughs> <laughs> the success that it achieved at such a young age like, <laughs> right, and she Every got to. Takes a picture, it wicks it. She was in the Les Mis musical, and she was on SNL. Like, I just—that's my life. She's living no, there. No, no. Yeah. She's a terrible camera, um, and, and she's got a new film with Bobby De Niro. And Bobby, so generous. Yes, yeah, so oh, I just love Bobby. We were just talking about being on The Godfather. <laughs> Such a great actor. Um, so they invented this camera that has like a built-in GPS smartphone feature mm-hmm. that every time it, when you go and take a picture. It will lock the camera, not let you take a picture if it is in a place that is too often geotagged on a bunch of different social media sites. So if you are visiting, let's say, New York, mm-hmm. and you try to go up to the Statue of Liberty and take a picture, it won't let you take a picture at the Statue of Liberty because they're saying, like, there's just already too many of these pictures what? flooding. It will only let you take places in uh, places where not a lot of pictures are taken. That's the dumbest thing ever. You don't want to take a picture of my Isn't child it? at the Statue of Liberty. I know. And you're not we just went me. to yeah. Rome, and of course, we're taking selfies in front of the Colosseum and everything, but it's the most pretentious camera yeah. in the world. It's you like can, the hipster camera. Like, it yeah. totally is. It was actually uh, developed because there was a rule. Uh, there was a law trying to be passed through Parliament that um, they were trying to make a law that certain government buildings and copyrighted written buildings uh, couldn't be uh, photographed anymore, and they were trying to make it basically the law that you couldn't photograph certain places because they. Uh, own the rights to the image of that building so they developed this app that was like a little tongue-in-cheek to that where the app would shut down the camera if you were in front of that government building that law ended up not going through but now they're selling this camera as like the most pretentious camera in the world so you only take pictures of places that are just like have been unphotographed and so i I just think it's super duper totally is the hipster camera and they're like they're like no you can't take a picture of this you know monument but there's a brick wall you can stand right in the center of and look real cute and nobody's ever done that before no that is just so (laughs) inventive and cool this is that one episode of ballet it's like right here he got blocked in yeah and i tried to take a picture but everybody takes a picture there and i couldn't send it to cameron and it was (laughs) tell me where you were we were in a real pickle (laughs) so i ended up having to toot the horn (laughs) fade to black (laughs) they were easily heard of because right there in the parking lot yeah and we're the only two and it was our classic double beep that we do for our valet job it was actually the spot where eddie is blocked in most episodes (laughs) it's always 
<laughs> it always so happens. Think he's not parking there, or at least get an orange cone or something. Right, season four, episode eight. I'm still in that same exact spot. Like, like most, most of the episodes of Valet, like the conflict Damn. could have been avoided with one orange cone. And then there's like one where we go to Hawaii and we do like valet work in Hawaii, and I'm still getting blocked in over on the right side of the parking lot. It's exact same problem every and single time. And then one in Italy where you're doing those little tiny boats. <laughs> oh, oh, Venice. Gondolas. 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 Oh, the final it. episode of the of the series after after a triumphant uh, 23 season run <laughs> it is, is Eddie dragging the orange cone behind the spot that he always gets locked in on and came and came and looked at each other like yeah, we could have done that a long time ago. Yeah, I guess, I guess, we, guess we should just move the orange cone. <laughs> oh, live and learn. Oh, my goodness. Standing right. tall. At this point, for more than two decades, they've been working this job regularly getting blocked in that same space. Right. Uh, the origin story of this, too, it is a good origin story episode where it's just me and Cameron riding our bikes out front, and then we're just like parking our friends' bikes. But it's still, I just still get blocked. But we still had matching shirts then. Yeah. Oh, it's we all children. exactly, it's the like exact same story. It's, all of this happened because I wore the Eddie, the Eddie Coffolds uh, Oxford today. We really are in a zone today, aren't we? All right. This is well, quite a show. There's a knock on the door. Hold on, Joy. I think, I think I heard a knock. Hold on. Okay. Can you hear Everybody, me? Can you I'm hear just me gonna. Still? I'm gonna yeah, just yeah. tell you what's going on. Joy just got up from her spot and is running to the front door. Shh. Let's listen. It's Peter the. Hello. Good morning. Sorry, we don't have a breakfast pizza. Oh, that's amazing. Cool thing about egg and cheese and sausage. Oh my gosh. Maybe you can start something and get a little commission off of it. Thank you so much. Can I just give you a tip? We can't see anything, but we can hear everything that's happening. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Hitchcock movie. And it's still compelling, Jesse. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, no, I do not. Okay. Thank you. But, but they said they confirmed that next time... <laughs> Joy! Oh my, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wait, hold on. Let me plug back in. Uh, Joy, you got a pizza. I did. But they said they said next time the note will happen. They were so sorry. And, uh, and the notes will happen from here on out. So, yeah. Hey, I just got a voicemail. My pizza's here. Are you serious? Yeah. Let, let, me, go. Get, let me go get it. Hang on. They must go. not ring the doorbell. Jesse, door yours just showed up? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> hey, Joy. Jesse's just got here too. Joy, so Jesse's pizza just got here. Yes. Oh yeah, there you it is. It? Domino's. Yeah. A Domino's pizza. <laughs> no way. This is awesome. All right, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up of next, course. Atlas Genius. Pilgrims, the song is Pieces. 
Well, this week's feature interview is brought to you by Indian Summers, uh, a new nine-part epic miniseries set in India. Uh, it's going to be premiering Sunday, September 27th at 9 o'clock Eastern on Masterpiece on PBS. Mm. It's set in 1932, and it's like a twist on the period drama. It provides a window into both the British and Indian experiences huh. of, of being British and living in India during that time. It's, it was like the twilight of the British Raj, or, or rule, in India, which officially ended in 1947. Wow. It, it includes Julie Walters, Nikesh Patel, Henry Lloyd Hughes. It's fascinating. It's, it's set in the similar region near the Himalayas, mm. where the British would relocate during the summer to work and socialize. So while the British in India are living a life of privilege, the Indian people are becoming beginning to rise up with calls for independence from British rule, and that's, that's the moment that this series mm. is in. It's called Indian Summers, and it premieres September 27th on PBS. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Atlas Genius is an alter- alternative rock band from Adelaide, South Australia. Their debut album was called uh, When It Was Now, and it exploded. And so now the band, led by brothers Keith and Michael Jeffrey, are hoping to extend that success with their new album, Inanimate Objects, giving us a look inside uh, at a few of their favorite tracks. Here is Atlas Genius. Well, Molecules was an interesting one because it was one of the probably one of the last songs that we wrote for the album, and we were finishing up the opening song on the album called The Stone Mill, and right at the, as the very last beat hit, I had a guitar in my hand and I hit this chord, which was totally out of key, um, but it had this magic, this interesting energy shift where um, t- technically it wasn't in key, but it, it really felt like wow, this is this could be another movement to the song. Most of that song was written in, in, in the next 24 hours. is probably one of the most intimate songs that we've ever done. Um, in that, there's certain moments on that, 
like if you listen to Friends of Enemies in the, uh, the second verse, there the music actually totally falls away, and it's just my voice. It's funny because certain songs, you know, you, you write in the band situation, like Mike and I are playing at, at high volume in a room, and then with that one, I was actually sitting up in bed one night at about 2 a.m. with my laptop, my little keyboard, and just playing around with some synth lines and uh, I programmed this drum pattern that was really slow. It's, it's in, I think it's in 6-8. And then just there was something something about that late night, um, you know, when you get really tired, I find like if I'm writing really late at night, the, the editor, the self-editor in me goes to bed and I'm, and I'm able to just let things flow. That was Atlas Genius. Check out their new album, Inanimate Objects. It's available anywhere music is sold. Listening to Elve, the song is "Return to the Moon." Uh, parentheses, political song for Dee Dee Bloom to sing with crescendo. Close parentheses. That's the name of the song. Yeah, it was a much more specific title. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron just took a call. It may be the pizza update. Please, for the love of, please beat the pizza. Cameron's doing his classic uh, jog from the hit show Valet up to the yeah. front door to get the pizza. <laughs> that's, that's Eddie, why. I think we established that Valet runs for twenty-three successful seasons. After which it goes down on top as the highest rated show on TV. <laughs> oh, we got a pizza. Oh, <laughs> pizza just showed up. Oh, my gosh. The note, the note is on the receipt. I saw a little tiny note. It says, Eddie, meat is better. <laughs> I got you the veggie pizza. God bless you. Oh, nice. <laughs> In his new book, H3 Leadership, 
Be humble, stay hungry, always hustle. Brad Lominick shares hard-earned insights uh, that he's learned over the last couple of decades of, of kind of working with uh, thought leaders around the country. He categorizes 20 essential leadership habits organized into three distinct filters. That's the H3, the three H's. And uh, I won't give, give away what it's about. Um, Hilarity. Yeah. <laughs> Handball. He, he provides a simple but effective guide on how to lead well in whatever capacity uh, the reader may be in. Our very own Dargan Thompson spoke with him recently. Here is Brad Lominick. Tell me a little bit, what was, was your motivation for writing this book? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a, a leadership voice, at least uh, one of many at least trying to bring some clarity to what leadership is and what leadership should be. And especially for my generation, which I'm in my early forties and, and younger. And so this book is really an attempt to, I feel like try to make leadership practical and it's, it's a combination of my story and it's also a combination of things that I've learned from leaders that I've been around um, over the years of leading catalyst the, the leaders that we had come and speak and different partners and organizations we worked with. And, you know, this is a dirty, dirty fingernail type of leadership book. And what I mean by that is it's the kind of book that is practical. Hopefully it's application driven. It's uh, built on the premise that, you know what, this is what I've learned. And these are some of the lessons that I've learned in my first 20 years of leadership and trying to pass those on to the next generation. So the goal is definitely practical. You know, I read a lot of leadership books and a lot of them are great, but I don't feel like I can put it into practice. And I hope this is one that somebody reads it and they go, you know what? I can do this. Like this is, this is actually uh, something that I can put into my leadership this afternoon. Uh, that's really the goal. So walk me through kind of how you broke it down in the main categories of humble, hungry, and hustle. What do, the, what do those mean? And why did you choose those as the main three categories? Yeah, it's a little confusing um, because I that was just such a great title I wanted to use. The, these three big H words. Um, humble, meaning it's not about me. Hungry, meaning that I'm never there. I never arrive. And hustle, meaning that I've got to be willing to work my guts out to, to get to the finish line. And for me, that's been my leadership mantra ever since I was, I remember in my early 20s, um, I, I kind of put that in, a, at least in my mind, that was the the, um, the phrase I wanted to, to, to try to make sure that my leadership represented. And even over the years now of, of leading catalysts and leading teams and organizations, you know, when the interns would show up the first day of their internship and they're all bright eyed and bushy tailed and they're ready to change the world. And, you know, they would sit in my office and they would say, okay, Brad, like narrow it down, like give us the, the, you know, the elementary essence of what leadership is. That was my answer is is h3 like humble hungry hustle and so that seemed like a really good title uh and and it really um in many ways is this three-legged stool that which i think you have to stand on in order to create a good leadership foundation um uh, the the book is outlined by the 20 habits that i feel like are what great leaders put into practice in order to sustain their leadership over time so um you know those 20 habits break down into the three categories of humble hungry and hustle and those are everything from a habit of curiosity to a habit of, of succession to a habit of, of openness, um, a habit of meekness. I mean, there, there's, there's a number of those habits that 
a lot of people I think would be surprised by, at least in terms of not necessarily going, oh wait, that that's interesting. That that actually has to do with leadership. But um, I felt like that habit because leadership is hard work. It has to be habitual work, and anything in life that's hard, whether it's trying to quit a quit smoking or trying to eat healthy, whatever it is in life, it's if it's difficult, it takes way more systemic practices in order to actually become good at it. And I think leadership sometimes we we forget that leadership is really hard. It's difficult. You know, running an organization, leading people is really it's really hard. And because it is, it needs to have habits that that will sustain it over time. And if you're just winging it as a leader, uh, you can sometimes you know swing and, and hit a home run. But most of the time, you're going to swing and strike out unless you put some really practical things into practice on a consistent daily basis. Okay, so you have these 20 different habits, and that can seem kind of daunting when you're looking at this list of, oh my gosh, there's all these things, and they're not just things you need to do once, it's like habits you need to cultivate. How practically do you really advise people to start um, making these habits in their lives? Well, I would say start somewhere, and it's, yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Like, 20 habits is overwhelming, it's daunting, um, it feels like it's not doable, um, I would say, you know, that this is this is the roadmap. Like this is the game plan and and the playbook. So imagine, you know, you're you're brand new at school and you just walk in and you're or you're brand new to a sports team and you're given, you know, 20 plays you have to learn in order to um, you know, be ready for the game two or three weeks from now. And you're not gonna run all those 20 plays in the first game, but you may run them over the course of the season. And so I would I, I want to make sure that 20 habits are put out there and you know if you're able to implement all of them great but this is much more of hey here they are let's work on them together and let's 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 not try to overwhelm us overwhelm ourselves that's part of the reason I didn't put in like a you know uh, the, the 21 day or 20 day uh, journey to greatness <laughs> is that I'm not sure you can actually implement these in 20 days you know I mean I think it takes I think it takes weeks, perhaps months, and maybe even a year or two, uh, maybe even more than a few years for someone to actually take all of these and start to put them into practice in a way that will actually change their leadership game. Um, but I, I wanted to, I wanted to make sure we we listed them all out. And you know, the the practical side of this is that hopefully this will be this this resource. And it's, it's put up on your shelf after you read it and you keep going back to it. And it's something that you go, oh, wait, no, I, yeah, man, there's another habit here that I need to put into practice. The biggest thing for me is the practical side of the book. Like that's short chapters um, built on my own failings and my own journey combined with some things I've learned from, from people I really respect and admire and trying to, trying to create a book that is, is about a third based on really good storytelling, a third based on really practical stuff that comes from my experience and a third hopefully that feels like it's, it's got some roots whether it's academic or, or based in scripture and based on some 
um, you know, some historical evidence of these things actually working. So that, that's the goal is to put something out there that people want to read and will hopefully help them. That was Brad Lominick. You can find out more at bradlominick.com or on Twitter at Brad Lominick. Two wild ones. The song is Dim the Lights. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, we asked you, what are you going to do uh, to improve yourself moving forward? Like, we, we're all kind of like stepping into some new seasons. I joined a gym, worked out working out three times a week now. And uh, nice just for a nice little routine, you know. Uh, I think Shauna was going to sign up for the great courses and do something with that. Yeah, uh, I'm you, running around. You're, you're, I ran four miles yesterday. Look at you running. Four miles without Because you're getting ready for a... a, a 10K a, on Halloween. A 6.2. <laughs> and uh, Jesse, we don't. he didn't kind of jump in with anything. But anyway, we challenged you guys. We wanted we wanted to know what you maybe could do um, to expand, stretch yourself, and improve your mind, body, or spirit. Uh, we called it September Resolutions. You guys went over to Twitter and hit us up at Relevant Podcast. You also posted on the episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here's a few of our favorites. Mark Morris said, I will produce the first ever Klingon translation of the Bible because heaven knows they need it. So I, I can't imagine that doesn't exist, but good luck, Mark. Yeah. He's really going to do that. That's a lot of work. It seems like a lot of work. I mean, it may have been a joke, but at the same time, we told people we were going to ask them about some yeah, of them. Yeah, so, I mean, you, he put it out there. That's a verbal contract. Yeah, yeah. verbal contract. I want to hear from Yinka Ankinwal, who uh, said that this week they are going to crank things to an 11, like that reference, uh, by defining a close friendship I've been in and, say, and finally saying the L word. Oh. So I, I'm assuming, though, I'm confused because I'm assuming that's not lady <laughs> right no so if so if he's going from a close friendship to saying love that's that's a pretty bold jump so i'd like to know what happened that's, Yinka. that's a big matzo ball out there yeah, yeah. yeah. i think yeah. a good way to start a dating relationship is to say that you love them right yeah. right because at that point your intentions are known and they always say that like make your yeah. intentions known. right yeah. We've been friends for a while. I just, I love you. I just feel, I, like, yeah. I just feel like I, I definitely mar- want to marry, marry you. you. Yeah. <laughs> man. I don't want to be creepy or anything, but I'd get married to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> man, beep, beep. when I babies like you, woo! <laughs> I love you. Girl. That's actually how Matt proposed. <laughs> Matt is an angel. Don't you talk about him, sweet bearded windmill <laughs> angel? How dare you, Joy? <laughs> Madisonangel.com. That might be a nice. That would be a really fun. Sweet bearded Dutch boy. Oh, (laughs) that would be a funny, funny. Sweet bearded Dutch boy.com is um, available. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Don't go there. Do not go there. Uh, Ryan Schultz says, uh, by gum, I'm going to finish my novel by January. I'm assuming that's one he's writing, not reading. (laughs) 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 Set the bar high, finishing that book by January. Uh, (laughs) 
Brian said, I just moved to a new town that is a guitar center and they offer lessons. I've always wanted to learn how to play the acoustic guitar and play in a Dave Matthews cover band. Uh, sounds that, like a great dream. That's a good, sounds great. What's, what's the funny part, Jess? Well, I like when people say they want to learn how to play the acoustic guitar. Like, yeah. just learn how to play the guitar. Yeah. I don't want to learn how to play the electric well, they piano. They're, they're not wanting to go and all that stuff. Yeah, they want to just that. like strum. Can I just say that was a spot on guitar impression, Cameron? That was it was almost okay. perfect. I thought you had piped one in. My <laughs> impressions are as good as Eddie's. <laughs> Jesse Carey tweeted, Plaza Azteca asked for the white sauce. His first tweet in 173 days. I know. He hasn't tweeted. And we, in, well, in, because in, one of our buddies, Kevin Russ, who's a world famous photographer, said. Whatever. People tweet to Jesse all the time. He hasn't tweeted for 173 days. But I saw it. I felt uh, there's no Jesse reason that. I'm, I'm not ignoring res- other people. I saw it. I figured this person needs He will my respond advice. to celebrities and important people, but not mm-hmm. common people. I know I that's no idea. I, I honestly had no idea that he was a celebrity photographer. Yeah. I saw that he was in town. He took pictures at a beach not far from here. He needed a, a, a Mexican food recommendation, and I sent him a reply. So let's see what happens with Jesse another 173 days. Yeah, It was like a Nickelback it. challenge, and then it was white <laughs> sauce. Jesse, you do acknowledge that you see all the tweets that get sent to you then. Yep. Right? I, I check it from time to time, and that one I saw, well, this is recent. I still have, got, I still have time to save this guy's lunch plans. Sure. I'm going to start tweeting to you every day, asking for recommendations, and just see how long it takes until you reply. Everyone if, should actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> All he'll tweet about is Nickelback or lunch recommendations. So those are my wheelhouse. Look at it, I freaking got pizza all over me. So you have to excuse all the the mouth sounds you hear on this episode. We're all eating pizza yeah, right now. Mind. Look at that. I got oh, Eddie, pizza. you really Eddie spilled pizza all over. I spilled you pizza. Can't on go my... to the valet job with a messy shirt. I spilled pizza. Pe- right. This is a this whole. Is, this episode. is episode six. This yeah. is the season finale. It's and, just and, though Eddie Eddie makes it back in yeah. time to get to work uh, from the dry cleaner. Dun dun dun! He gets blocked in the way there. <laughs> or no, he doesn't have time to go to the dry cleaner, so he has to do the whole shift, slightly just keeping his hand where the spot is, <laughs> and driving cars with one hand. <laughs> he it looks like he's gonna make it just fine, and then guess what? He gets blocked in. <laughs> okay, so listen, I think this is a good one. I know it's like serious, but Jess uh, Novello said September resolution is to be more intentional, observing the Sabbath, no more just another day. I thought, well, that was a good one. That was actually. How do you how t- tell me, uh, former pastor? Now I remember I've drifted. Right. <laughs> I know, but like I, I saw that I saw that tweet, and I think it's a great thing. And I thought, yeah. what's the tangible difference between just having a day of rest and relaxation, and it's a Saturday, and now she wants to be intentional about now it's my Sabbath Saturday. Well, what do you do differently for her? It may still just be that. I mean, for her, it may be just like, hey, I'm gonna make sure I stop a little bit it may not be like oh like, i've got like maybe creating intentional rest is what she needs right to do. and that's yeah. a huge part of it because i'm really lazy and so once i saturday hits that's i'm just i'm you're in not, neutral <laughs> yeah there's a, but there's a difference between just like resting and then resting and your your thought life going to the fact of like i'm doing this because it's out of reverence you know? Right, because right. I, I, I put hard boundaries. I really am actually quite lazy. I put hard boundaries. I won't work or anything after six. I don't check emails after six. I don't work on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And I'm very intentional about weekend is church and family and right. you know whatever. So to me, but I don't have the reverence thing. She's talking, you know, like I don't have like I'm conscious of this is a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a rhythm of life thing for me. So what do but I even, do? But I wouldn't even say it's like you have to be like in a monk's robe. Like I remember my pastor talking once about Sabbath and like talking about choosing to do something with your friends, you know, but that like mindset of like, this is the Sabbath. We are doing this out of like an intentionality to stop working. Um, 
you know? Yeah, but I also, man, for me, a lot of it is like spending time. Like I miss gratitude a lot. Gratitude is not a default posture for me. Like I will just, I don't feel that a lot. And so a lot of like Sabbath time is spent like thinking about like grateful for this time with kids, grateful for this really good breakfast, grateful for this like is, so I spent a lot of my time doing that. So gotcha. I, I think it looks a little different for Grateful everybody. for Anne Hathaway. <laughs> I'm just so Anne grateful. Hathaway's Sabbath has been grateful for Anne Hathaway. Right. <laughs> she just watches all of her own movies. <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for last week's feedback. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, you know, it's a big week in uh, marital world. Is that uh, uh, Joy and her uh, Dutch boyfriend are putting up their wedding <laughs> website? And, uh, and I love that he's turned it. Right. <laughs> so you, you I think it's her Dutch fiance now. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, uh, Dutch boy toy. Her Dutch lover. Dutch boy toy dot com. So we were. Hey, hang on. Hang on. Don't go there. <laughs> so, I'm serious with this one? Yeah, everything else has been a joke. Do not go to DutchBoyToy.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, we wanted to ask you, StrengthTheory.com is taken. I just checked. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Um, so anyway, we want to we want to ask you. Not only we want to help you guys to help us name what the uh, Joy's wedding website should be, but we also were thinking feature set. You yeah, know, like yeah. what what kind of stuff should the the site entail? And we already know. Okay, directions, RSVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah we don't care where about that they're stuff. registered. We got all that. Joy is unique, and we feel like, like Eddie said, he wants to tailor every ceremony to the couple. We want to yeah. tailor this website to the couple. So, yes. what what unique attributes should this website have, and what should it be named? Definitely, definitely YouTube integration for uh, the valet show mm -hmm. so that you can watch all the episodes through her website. Right. Exactly. But that's taken. We already that's know a, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a given. Yeah. yeah. All, all 2,300 plus hours. <laughs> so, so when people are trying to find our show in the future, they right. have to go to DutchBoyToy.com to watch it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that makes sense. And, and legitimately, we are going to be working on our website this in the next week or so. So we will look at everybody's ideas and if there is a good domain name or a good idea, we will, we will give you credit. So, so there you go. So real thing, you guys can suggest things that will make it into joy's marital experience. And, and also another given is us telling our whole story of how we met on sizzle app. So right. yeah, be there. don't suggest it. <laughs> We were two BLT fans, fine in love at last. We're both <laughs> looking up ham, and then I guess it's the same thing as bacon, according to Jesse. <laughs> right. Same animal, Eddie. It's same old conversation. We don't have to get into it again. To hit us up, uh, hit us up on Twitter. You can tell us your ideas at Relevant Podcast, or you can post yours on, in the comments section on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Many thanks to our guest, uh, Atlas Genius. Make sure to check out their new album. Uh, it's out now. And uh, Brad Lominick, his new book. You can find out more at Brad Lominick. Dot com. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, remember, at Squarespace, uh, you can sign up for a free trial, but when you decide to, to get Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. And Indian Summers, the nine-part series, premieres Sunday, September 27th at 9 Eastern on Masterpiece on PBS. I think it's our first uh, uh, television sponsor. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and, and I think it's the first time the word masterpiece has been associated in <laughs> yeah. any way. It's pretty classy for um, us. That is off until the valet episode, which yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from now on it'll become synonymous. So valet will, will premiere next year on Masterpiece on PBS. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All, all 23 seasons. We're going to release them at once. Yeah, Netflix 
back to back. Just keep going. Well, we filmed all 23 seasons in the course of like a long weekend. Yeah, it was, so. it was no big deal. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash relevant for the entire 10 year anniversary live show is up there and excerpts from each uh, episode of the podcast uh, moving forward will be there as well. Remember to get the magazine. The new issue with Jim Gaffigan is out now. I think you'll like it a lot. You can get it on the app store, uh, both uh, the Apple app store and you can also get it on the Google Play store and you can get it at newsstands nationwide or subscribe now at relevantmagazine.com. It's only like a buck a month. I mean, come on. Come on. You're going to spend more than that on... Just have a Go, Go Butler help you out with it. Yeah, you can just text Go Butler to subscribe now. I bet they... Yeah. they subscribe do it for me to Relevant. I yeah. bet they figured out. Of course it would. Send me a little note with it, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm I'm blocked in again. <laughs> beep, beep. I'm Jeremiah Dunlap. <laughs> I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Joy Egerich. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check the magazine out. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. Hey guys, you hear that sound? It's another episode of Valet!